millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to another week of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. What's uh, it gonna be? Oh, it's gonna be so spooky, KB. Is it? I'm really terrified. You we... like precursed this episode so many times that I'm terrified. We could like make our own theme song with that, by the way. What? We could like that rhymed. We could make our own theme song. Go for it. You were, oh no, I'm not the rapper in this podcasting family. That would be our podfather's ancy weapon. It is. He's very good at it. He studied he, at everything. He raps nearly constantly. <laughs> and we're definitely not joking. No exaggerations. Well, you know who I am. It's me, Julie. And my co-host, the beautiful, the wonderful, the effervescent... <gasps> It's me, KB. Oh my goodness. That was so lovely. I listened to some episodes the other day where you were just really nice at introducing me. And I just was like, and this woman beside me is. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad that you've learned. Um, yeah, I up the game. You've learned. I'm, I up the game. I mean, I, I'm going to love you anyway, but no matter how you introduce me. But that was lovely and I appreciate it. Thanks. Because I know that you're about to take me on a deep dive and Look, <laughs> It's scary. It's not gory, if that helps you. But it scared the pants off me when I first heard about it. Great. And your threshold for scary things and my threshold for scary things are very different. We have different thresholds. Um, So this story. Yep. (laughs) I'm going to put you there. I'm going to put you in the time and the place. Okay. The day was the 15th or debatably the 16th of August 1951 and the 50s again yeah that's why I was laughing in the previous episode and the small town of Pont Saint Esprit in the southern France no in southern France I can't (laughs) read it really ruins the ambiance I'm being laughed at by multiple people right now In the small town of Pont-Saint-Esprit in southern France, experienced something quite extraordinary, but terrifying. Have you ever heard this little town before, KB? No, I have not. <laughs> I'd be interested to know if Producer Zane has ever heard of this town before. Of course oh, he knows he, Zane knows he nodded the head. He know, or Did, he just says he knows everything. We don't know. Did Julie pronounce the name of the city right? So-so. So so is the action we've got. Mm, so so. <laughs> Whatever. She can't speak French. Anyway, it was a normal day, people going about their business when a local man, the town's postman, mm. Leon Armunier, I can't speak French. Armunier fell off his post bike. What? He fell off his post bike. He was in the middle of town square and he fell off his post bike. Oh. He was screaming that he was on fire and under attack from demonic serpents. 
Okay. He describes the events. It was terrible. I had the sensation of shrinking and shrinking and the fire and the serpents coiling around my arms. Leon was the first of more than 250 people involved. Everyone this invisible disease attacked that day succumbed to what could be described as sudden onset insanity. Oh, yeah. Cool. Great. Mm -hmm. I told you it wasn't gory. It's just terrifying. The event resulted in 50 people interned in asylums and seven deaths. Seven. Seven All on the same day. Uh, within the span of like a week or so. Whoa. Um, people experience it, experiencing these hallucinations threw themselves off balconies and upper story windows. Others were restrained in jail or simply tied to trees to prevent self-harm. What? It is said that everyone that survived this mass hysteria have still vivid flashbacks. Cool. Oh, vivid flashbacks until the day they died. It was not a fun time. No. And I think this is why I find this one particularly threatening and particularly scary mm-hmm. is because it's not, it's in the mind. It's in, it's actually in their mind. It's in the mind. And the mind can do some pretty funny things. And the mind can cause physical pain. Yeah. That's where pain comes from. Nerve yeah, but it's the mind. unusual for everyone, like a lot of people at one time to, to just exactly the same thing. Thing. go a little cray so what causes 250 people yes to go yeah. cray over such a short space of time well the answer given to the public was ergo fungus creating a foodborne illness each of the victims had actually eaten bread from a local bakery uh, so it was cursed bread they referred to it or something in french that i can't pronounce um cool. pain molded <laughs> I love it when you talk <laughs> Australian accent to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the baker really copped the brunt of the blame. Um, and mm. kind of was used as like a little, you know, is a great, great excuse. Um, he was blamed for using flour from contaminated rye. According to reports at the time, the flour had been contaminated by a fungus known as, oh, here we go, Clavsepis purpurea. Ergo or ergot, mm-hmm. which produces alkaloids similar to hallucinogenic drugs like LSD. Interesting. I would like you to know I shortened the full name of LSD to LSD because I couldn't pronounce it. I'm, I think we're, we like all know what's, what's every... hip happening with LSD. <laughs> Do you know what's hip happening with LSD, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, like, not from personal experience, but I've watched enough movies and television to know what's what. <laughs> You know, if you drop some acid, it's probably going to be a bad time. Um, so, I mean, this is all well and good, and it seems like a reasonable assumption that perhaps mm. it could have been this contaminated rye. They all ate the bread. So, I mean, definitely the source of contamination is the bread. But so they were the only ones to eat that bread? Those 250 people from yeah. the, a town of 5,000 people yeah. ate that bread. Which okay. it would make sense, like, mm-hmm. in even in our suburb, hmm. if we went to a local bakery, maybe, like, 250 people could be poisoned by it. Yeah. And that would be reasonable for a day's make of bread. Can't it would be. Word. I did used to work at a bakery. Me too. seems relatively. Twins. A lot of twins. It seems like a lot of loaves of bread. But anyway. It seems like a lot, but, I mean, I guess it, it back in the day. families and whatnot. They were about the carbs in the 50s. <laughs> Um, 
so uh, the problem with this is that it, it, it's theorised that you can't really carry that particular mould or that particular um, bacteria when the grains are made into flour. And obviously it's a rye bread, so it's made of flour, not direct <laughs> wheat or oats. So the, the, the fungus doesn't survive if it's turned into flour. No. The loaf was made with flour. Yeah. Therefore, it could not have been the bread. Therefore, it's still the bread. What? Yeah. So I they really have really answers, But what if I told you this story was a cover story Ugh. for activities undertaken by the CIA? What does the CIA have anything to do with Southern France? Yeah, what does the CIA have to do with Southern France? People were pretty content blaming the poor baker. <laughs> yeah, that poor baker, it wasn't his fault. Until this theory remained, and until, until, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This story, well, this theory remained largely unchallenged until 2009. What? When an American investigative journalist, Hank Albarelli, Mm. I say last names like I have some serious problems. What? Like I say last names so slow just to try and pronounce them. Abarelli. There you go. Last name. <laughs> I, one day we will invent that app where they will read the text. It will tell you how to pronounce something. I mean, you could probably just type it into Google. I think it's already been invented. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hank, uh, Hank Albarelli revealed a CIA document labelled Get ready for the title of this document. It's a long one. Ready? <laughs> Ari, Pont Saint Esprit, and F. Olson Files, SO Span slash France Operation File, inclusive Olson Intel Files, hand carried to Berlin. Uh, sorry, hand carried to Berlin. Tell him to see to it that it is that these are buried. It's a long title. Do you yeah. need the title again? Um, no, Olson. Okay. Something's been buried. We're good. Yeah. So F. Olsen is Frank Olsen, a CIA scientist who at the time of the Pont Saint-Esprit incident led research for the agency into the drug LSD. Yes. So you might remember this Did he come up in our MKUltra? Former MKUltra episode. I'm like, why does Frank Olsen sound like an old friend? (laughs) 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 Because we've mentioned him before in his crazy ways. Sneaky, sneaky fingies. (laughs) (laughs) Alvarelli believes that Pont Saint Esprit and F. Olsen files mentioned in the document would show if they had not been buried that the CIA was experimenting on the townspeople by dosing them with LSD. It is well known. I know, I know, it gets to it. I will address it. It is well known that biological warfare scientists around the world, including some in Britain, were experimenting with LSD in the early 50s. A time of conflict in Korea and escalation of Cold War tensions, really post war, they were obsessed with mind control. Mm. Alberelli says that he found a top secret report issued in 1949 by the research director of Edgewood Arsenal where many US government LSD experiments were carried out 
which states, I so can't read properly, which states that the army should do everything possible to launch field experiments using the drug. Right. Using one of our favorite things. And you know what one of our favorite things is, KB? A freedom of information legislation. Oh, right. I was like, LSD? <laughs> no, freedom of information legislation. Oh, okay. And Borelli also got hold of another CIA report from 1954. In it, an agent, agent reported conversation with a representative of the Sandus Chemical Company in Switzerland. Cool. Sandus's base which is just a few hundred kilometres from Pont Saint-Esprit, was only the only place where LSD was being produced at that time. In the world? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 1951, Kibby. Oh, no. LSD's a relatively-ish new drug. At the time, yes. Well, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's a baby. A baby. The agent reports that after several drinks, the Sandos representative abruptly stated the Pont Saint-Esprit secret is that it was not the bread at all. It was not grain ergot. Ergo. Ergo. Um, okay. So the theory is that potentially the CIA snuck on in, sprayed either a very small area or contaminated the bread somehow. But Why? LSD. We want to see what it does in the south of France. Yeah, like, won't they? Don't they want some evidence closer to home? No, we want to see what happens to a very small town of people we don't give a crap about. I mean, they have plenty of those in America. No, we want ones that'll be real quiet, real hush hush. Oh. If they say anything, the English-speaking world won't know what they're saying. Oy. But there are a bunch of documentaries on um, this topic and you can, on the, on the U of the Tubes, there yeah. is a very long documentary where some of the victims talk about what it was like. It's and they tough. show footage that was taken not long after the incident happened and the look on this poor girl's face, you can tell that she's reliving it all. Like she's not the one talking, I think it's her father talking or, um, yeah. or maybe another survivor and her face is like... Like, yeah. literally, like she's somewhere else. Terrifying. Actually terrifying. terrifying. Okay, okay, okay. So the conspiracy theory is that it's both the bread and the CIA. Or is the bread as, like, the cover-up fact? Like, is that the thing that everyone's like, it was the bread, it was the bread, it was the bread? It's, I think, in essence, it's always the bread. Yeah. But it's what was in the bread. So the, uh, the initial argument was that it was this particular mould that grows on grain. Yeah. And then everyone was pretty happy to believe that until mm-hmm. people were like, maybe it was a CIA. And now people are like, maybe it was because it was not a fun time for us and I have no. trouble believing that it was from that mould. Um, and whether the CIA did something to the bread, mm-hmm. used the baker in, I don't know, you know, like, we don't know how it got there. We yeah. still don't know how it got there, but we know mm-hmm. that everyone who experienced it ate the bread. Oy. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I really love I really love the theories that mean that people are inherently... <laughs> trash? People are trash. Yeah. That's to so quote sad. another one of our podcast hosts slash podfather, people are trash. Yeah. It's... um. It never really makes me very happy because, like, you could be better <laughs> and, and you could not have poisoned bread in a small town in the south of France. You could have not done that. 
part of me wants to believe that we don't do it anymore. These were things that were done way back when in the war. But then the other part of me goes, hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Hmm, probably not. Yeah, if they did it then, why wouldn't they do it now? Yeah. On yeah. mass. Yeah. yeah. More people to not care about. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. It always makes me sad. Like, we talk about celebrity conspiracy theories where it's like, people put it out there because they don't want to lose it's hope it's hope but then this one is like these types of ones are just like i just i don't humanity's gonna be better than that like i would like to believe that humanity is better than that but it keeps proving me wrong (laughs) with every lsd theory (laughs) i told you it was a scary one lucky my front door is locked and i don't eat bread so (laughs) I think any conspiracy you talk about that's like war for the sake of war. Yeah. Not a fan. I mean, while you were saying it, I was like, maybe last week's theory, maybe and that was also a bit of an LSD experiment. That's what I was thinking. I maybe, was like, oh, my God. it's the same they time period. Each other. The, all themselves. Yeah. Because that's what was happening. And um, there was only a couple of cases where someone attacked someone else while they were experiencing this let's call it a bread trip um there was one one instance where a young boy attacked his mother yeah but apart from that most people were choosing to end it all rather than having to suffer through it so mm. when um when our guest john last week was talking about um everything that happened at not yet la pies yet pass yeah there we go <laughs> um I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I wish I could tell you what next week's conspiracy is because I think it's the same thing. There you have it. Maybe that's the conspiracy on the conspiracy. I mean, what if there's a big bright light and they just burst a big bubble of LSD over you? I'm not sure if that's a thing, but... I don't know. Do you have to ingest LSD? These are. I have many questions about drug taking. You were also asking the wrong person. I mean... I'm getting a nod from producer Zane that says you probably do. Yeah, I, I mean, would assume. Doubt he's taken much LSD, but I'll trust him on it. <laughs> All right, he's giving us nothing. <laughs> Give us your theories, though. Let us know what you think. Um, there's a lot to there's a lot to dig into when it comes to 1950s and mind control. It's a it was a it was a fucking time, is what it was. Yeah. Um, so head on over to our socials if you want to have a chat. We're always happy to have a chat. Mm. Uh, we are Elvis Liz Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. We are Elvis Liz Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to have a lengthy chat, you can always, you know where to find us. You know where to listen to us. You've already done it. So rate, review, subscribe, all the usual things. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. If you want something to do on a Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. on Instagram, we will be there live with... I'd like to say shorter conspiracies, but they're not. I mean, we both do a shorter conspiracy, so it's yeah. longer episode in quotation marks, but they are like two mini, two mini theories. If you just, if you're just curious to see if our voice matches our face, <laughs> you've got an option. You know, this is true too. <laughs> but um, until next week, bye. bye.
Hello there. Do you take great pleasure out of using large and obscure words that nobody understands? Perhaps you enjoy peppering a strange adjective into a work email, or finding a new verb to pursue as a hobby? Or perhaps you are a seasoned logophile, such as myself. An assemblage of grandiose and bombastic grandiloquence brings together all the world's most interesting, bizarre, and fascinating language to teach you a new word every day. We are available on all of your podcatchers, and you can find out more about us at thatsnotcanon.com. I cannot wait to explore the wonderful world of words with you. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.